0: last time on Join the Party.
1: Johnny, Inara, and Tracy descend into the ninth circle of hell.
0: Foolish mortal, you dare enter my domain. And, oh, Alonzo!
1: Well, it wasn't really that. It was a cool mechanic shop. Turns out, the medallion is a thousand years old.
0: This is a relic. It is from the centering.
1: But it wasn't all history. We went shopping, and Inara passed a test. From learning Thief's Camp, you know that this sign means ready.
0: Yes.
1: New arc, new me. Just kidding, it's the same podcast. Let's get the party started. You are walking back up to the Kiko Castle. You see Alonzo about 100 feet forward on the path that you took to get back down. Tracy and Anara, you are now at level three. Hey. Woo! Johnny, you're still chilling at level three.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> We're on an even playing field now, Dad. <laughs> for now.
1: <laughs> Tracy, what does level three mean for you?
3: Level three means that I get my totem spirit, which is, for me, the spirit of the owl bear, because Nessie is the greatest. Nessie lives on. She does. And what that means in game means that when I am raging, I am resistant to all damage except for psychic, meaning Whoa. that I take half damage on everything. And speaking of damage, my hit points
1: are now at 34. Anara, uh, what does level three mean for you?
0: Well, I got some more hit points. I'm now at 24, which is very good, but less than Tracy. And I have this amazing advantage in combat called Assassinate. Basically, I get advantage against creatures who haven't taken a turn, and I get an automatic crit against surprised creatures.
1: You're going to be very hurty.
3: She's going to start murdering people left and right. It's going to be terrified. you don't hear me,
0: then you're dead.
1: Now that there was a spooky being that like gave you a spooky card, your archetype is Assassin.
0: Yes, and I'm really excited about it. I don't think I'm officially in the Assassin's Guild yet, but I imagine that I've started a sort of pledging process.
3: You're like a freelance assassin right now.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm sort of like they're testing me out. They haven't given me a permanent contract yet, but we're just going to see how it goes for a few jobs. Yeah,
3: the taxes are very harsh at the end of the year. but
0: Taxes are very harsh, but uh, you just got to be really precise with your accounting.
2: And Hell Week is really something.
0: It really is. You just have to make an impression try to outdo the last one.
2: Yeah. Okay, so you are now 100
1: feet away from alonzo and alonzo is kind of making quick work back to the castle
2: if i remember correctly he was not happy with us which is why he ran off true 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 so maybe i'm not gonna call on him and be like hey
0: hey alonzo
1: (laughs) is that actually what you're
0: doing we're over here I'm going to send Oatcake forward to try to just, like, butt her adorable little head against Alonzo's calf and see if she can soften him up a little bit. We got a dog! <laughs>
1: uh, okay, how are you going to do that?
0: With my psychic nat 20 bond with Oatcake, I say, hey, hey uh, Oatcake, okay, go over there and, and just just make him, I don't know, make, make him feel good.
1: Uh, do an animal handling for me.
0: That's a 7 plus 1 for an 8.
1: Oatcake lies on her back and asks for tummy rubs.
0: I give her tummy rubs real quick.
1: Those are some solid tummy rubs.
2: Plus one tummy rubs.
0: I am writing that down. Thank you. We got secret <laughs> handshakes. We got tummy rubs.
2: Uh, Does Alonzo respond at all to Tracy's? A Alon- <laughs> <laughs> Alonzo looks back and sees Tracy, like,
1: furiously waving, and he starts to go a little bit faster. He's okay. not running, but he, like, fast walking up.
3: So Tracy's going to just bolt up to him as fast as he can. Sure.
1: Um, do athletics for me. Nine. Uh, you make some progress. You definitely, you're running and you make like 30, 40 feet when he closed the gap when Alonzo's not paying attention. But then he looks back over his shoulder and then he starts, he's sprinting. He's sprinting away. And now he's kind of like made it through the tree line. So I don't know if you remember when you left, but you kind of, like, wound through some, like, trees and stuff on, like, the outside. You went through, like, the back of the castle, and Alonzo has kind of just, like, went through the trees, and now you can't see him anymore. Do you want to follow him? Do you want to, like, keep chasing directly after him?
2: Do you want to, like, pace back and give him some space? What do you want to do? Using digitation, Johnny yells over, Alonzo, Cole has a message for you. We brought it. Come over. Cool, I'm not talking to
1: you right now. See you later.
0: Oh okay, wants tummy rubs.
1: Okay, that's pretty cute, I guess. I'm still not I'm still not talking to you though. Well, we're gonna go talk to your brother then. Bye. Okay, all right, no, don't okay, come here. Fine. No, don't talk to Max. Alright, come on. Just get over here.
0: Alright, let's jog up to him.
1: You guys kind of push your way through the tree line. And you're actually back where you originally saw Alonzo, which is standing around the target practice. There are six very large archery targets he had previously put in a big circle around him. And it's in like this wide field in the back of the castle.
0: I saw it during my flight of the Bumble Yeah.
1: Alonzo's kind of like waving to you and he's just kind of waving you over. Fish, roll perception roll for me. 18 plus 7 Fish, as you approach Alonzo you hear a crackling and this isn't just a crackling of a footfall on some tree branches this is the crackling of lightning
2: can I identify where it's coming from?
1: it's coming from the tree line behind us? Yeah,
2: as loud as possible, Johnny yells Everybody look out! And I point in the direction where I think that's coming from.
1: As you say that, you see four figures actually walk out of the tree line. Three of them are just some guards that you recognized from when they originally grabbed you in the jail cell. Two of them are holding whips, and one of them is holding this glowing baton that's crackling with energy. And the fourth figure is tall, tall, Has long, glowing yellow hair and is looking so, so pissed. All right, hold it right there. You are not going to get away from me this time. You're going to take away my husband right after our wedding day? No, sir. Yeah, I knew you were a bunch of louts when I saw you. Get him, guys. And I want everyone to roll initiative.
2: And that is Greg.
1: Yeah, that's Greg.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just
2: making
0: sure. Guys, Alonzo might be polyamorous. We don't know. <laughs>
2: they could have been talking about me, Johnny B. Goodlife, oh, with know, his that secret.
0: So funny. I'm sorry. I got a 16 plus three for a 19. 18
2: plus two for a 20. Great dice. 13 plus one for a 14.
0: Good try, Tracy.
3: Mediocre dice. 14 is a respectable number. Thank you. You bring
0: other things to the party. Oh God. All like right. your high HP. HP. And let's see let's see if I protect you guys this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Here's where you're at. You remember you have the six targets around you. Two of the guards are holding whips, one of them is holding a crackling baton, and Greg is very angry at all of you.
0: And R is gonna step a little bit in front of O'Cake okay to protect her.
2: And Greg, we can't see that he's holding something other than a grudge against us. N-
1: First, great job. <laughs> Second, no, Whoa. Greg is not holding anything. <laughs> All right. First in the initiative is Greg. This is the last time you're going to make a fool of me, you idiots. And Greg whistles loudly. And uh, after Greg whistles, an arrow whips through the air and kind of just like, goes all around. It goes up and left and right and back, and it's hovering over his right shoulder. He says, I'm gonna give you one chance. If you just stop and let us take you back to jail, I won't fuck you up with this arrow. And he whistles again, and it goes right up to Johnny's face.
3: Tracy is furious. He is pulsating and ready to literally run Greg through with his axe and is waiting for the
1: opportunity.
2: The arrow, what does it look like or does it just look like a regular arrow?
1: The arrow is gold. It's gold all the way through. There's also etchings all across the side and it's actually kind of interesting. There's five lines that go down and there's two solid bars at the left. It's almost like a musical staff.
0: You are so welcome, Greg. You are so welcome for finding Alonzo in the market and bringing him back. It was hard. He was really surly. We were very distracted. Picked up a menagerie. You can see it behind us. It just, a lot, a lot happened. And uh, we are so happy to see you here. I'm so glad that you met us. We didn't want to have to go looking around for you all over the castle. Tension, meeting, whatever. Who cares? Bumble AIDS. It's been a a bit of a morning. Uh, So here is Alonzo. He is back. He is safe. You got it.
2: Oh, and by the way, you're welcome from last night.
0: You know what? We'll just we'll just count this all as one saving action. All we need little bit of breakfast, little bit of just you know, I don't know. Uh, please let us go.
1: Are you trying to say that I should thank you for kidnapping my husband? Is that it? Is that what you're saying?
0: I mean, I was hoping that you wouldn't notice what I was saying exactly, but uh, yes, you're welcome for recovering him. We did not kidnap him so much as run into him on our way out of town.
1: No, 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 that's not how it works. Greg points at Anara, and he casts Hold Person on her. Make a wisdom saving throw.
0: 18 plus 1 for a
1: 19. You feel momentarily restrained, almost like your brain was put into a cage for a second, but it just kind of bursts all of a sudden.
0: Can't hold an arrow
1: down. Nah, and you shake it off. And Greg says, "Oh, d- All right, damn it! And Greg also tries to whistle once more to get the arrow to fly forward, and it jerks only uh, an inch forward at you, Johnny, but then it comes back
2: and settles back on his shoulder. And Greg says, Oh, gourds, Get them! So I'm also going to assume that Alonzo, the guy now that we've helped a ton is also not saying anything on our behalf?
1: No, Alonzo was actually backed up and is behind one of the targets. And it is now Johnny's turn.
2: Here's the deal. Tell me what the deal is. I don't trust any of this as being this all just makes no sense to me. Could I free action just like perception just Greg? Yeah, why don't you make a perception roll? And what do you want to know? I want to make sure that I'm seeing who he is, that it's actually him, that he has all these things.
1: Why don't you make an arcana check?
2: Arcana check? Sure, I can do an arcana check. Uh, That is a 14.
1: Okay. You see the arrow is kind of, like, bobbing at his side, like, over his shoulder, and it's just kind of hovering there. And you realize that he pointed at an aura to do hold person, and then he whistled at the arrow. So, I'm going to tell you, with a 14, you realize that, and I'll tell you in gaming terms, he can whistle and use the arrow as a bonus action.
2: Okay. Not wanting to hurt these two wonderful people that we have now saved both, I'm going to cast color spray on all of the people in front of me, which are the guards, Greg, and Alonzo. On top of Joe... Johnny reaches out his hand and bursts out a rainbow of wonderful, dazzling rainbow colors, blinding everyone because they deserve it for trying to hurt us. All
1: right, Fish, just roll roll 1d10 and I'm going to count. That's a 10. 10. Keep going.
2: 7.
1: 17. 8. 25. 4. 29. 8. Yeah, okay. The spray of color uh, hits everyone in the face. And all three guards, Greg and Alonzo, even though he was behind partial cover, he kind of like poked his head out to see what was happening, and he got hit in the face by the color as well. So
2: everybody, except for your compatriots, are now blind. As he's casting color spray, Johnny yells, This is me holding restraint. We are not here against you. We have helped you twice now. Either talk to us, like reasonable people of the concentric states, or face the consequences.
1: I, Anara, it's your turn.
0: I want to yell, stone face! Oh and see no. if we can get some backup in this fight.
1: Oh, God. Make a charisma roll for me. That's a 15. You wait for a moment after you call up, and none, nothing happens.
0: Got it. So I'm going to ready in action and get my daggers out and and sort of get into a crouched fighting stance. If somebody comes at us with what I perceive to be lethal intent or intent to maim, where I can see a weapon and they're coming at us, I am going to counterattack.
1: Cool. Okay. You want to stand where you are?
0: I want to edge forward a couple inches to make it clear that I'm ready to defend ourselves. Okay,
1: cool. So now you're standing kind of like within the circle of archery things. Sure.
0: And O'Cake is, very importantly, safely behind me. O'Cake
1: is fine. O'Cake is now on her back asking for dummy rubs.
0: Poor soul. She doesn't even know what's coming. (laughs)
1: Uh, Tracy, it's your (laughs) turn. So Tracy
3: is going to ready in action as well. He's going to take out his great axe and just ready in action, uh, stand next to Inara and uh, wait for what happens.
2: To be clear, I'm behind them.
1: (laughs) It's now the guard's turn. All three of them are rubbing their faces at the same time, and they are all holding hands um, and, like, leaning on each other to try to, like, move forward. And all three of them are moving at the same time, and they're all, like, in this very small clump together. And the three of them stumble up to Anara and Tracy and get within striking distance.
0: Do they have weapons out?
1: Oh, yeah. Each one on either side is kind of, like, holding a whip. they're, like, leaning on each other and trying to, like, figure out where they are. And the one in the middle still has, like, the baton ready. Are you going to use your ready to action? No. Are you going to use your ready to action? Okay. Two of the guards use their whip on you. And one crit fails and kind of just, like, whips at his own foot and falls over. And the other one rolls against Tracy. Um, And that's a 20 against AC. Oh, yeah, that hits. Okay. Tracy, you get five damage, and make a strength saving throw. Thirteen. That makes it. The whip kind of whips around you, and you, like, move your arms up and fight it off, and the whip comes back around, and you are good. You just take five damage. Got it. And one of them's on its face, and the one with the electric baton stumbles forward, and tries to push his baton into you and Nara and that's uh ooh, that's not good uh that's an eight i
0: have a 14 ac
1: okay that is way lower uh and he totally whiffs he just misses it goes right past your head and you can really hear that thing crackle that thing is dangerous at this point alonzo kind of like still tries to rub his eyes and get the color spray out of his head and says uh, no that's not what that's not really what happened I kind of, I had stuff to, I can't see, I, this is horrible. And Greg says, no, you're under duress, no, you're under duress, you can't, this is Stockholm syndrome, or Vidopolis syndrome, as they call it. Classic. No, you are under their their care, I gotta take you back, that's crazy. He looks at all the guards and be like, okay, just, we gotta hold them, like, just figure it out, just, you can do it, just figure it out. And he whistles again, but this was a different whistle. It's like the first one was calling, and this one is kind of like songbird. And the guards look a little little inspired. They feel like they can kind of take you on, even though they're still stumbling around and messed up. And Greg whistles again, and the arrow kind of perks up and goes right at Johnny. And why don't you make a dex roll?
2: 17 plus 2 if it's straight dex.
1: Sure. You jump out of the way, and it still kind of hits you in the hand as you're running out, and you take three damage.
2: Johnny grabs his shillelagh from his back and attempts to flick up Tracy's rage switch as Tracy is right in front of him.
0: Are you Uh, still on top of Joe?
2: While still on top of Joe, yeah. With his new knowledge of Robomancy, Johnny will have advantage on this. So that's going to be a six, which is no good, and a 15.
1: You hit it the second time. And then the rage switch is on. Excellent.
2: And... Johnny makes a final plea for peace and yells, prove to me your non-villainous intent right now by saying you surrender or your life will become flame. And I'd love to attempt to perhaps do any kind of intimidation or persuasion or any of those things as I'm doing this yelling of, of literally trying to make them... I want them to understand that if they don't Really help me out here. I'm going to make their day less happy. Yeah, okay. Do an intimidation roll. I love this dice. (laughs) That's a uh, 19 plus 4.
1: All right. The three guards who are all leaning on each other all kind of just like put their hands up in the air while still holding all three of their weapons. Greg takes a step forward into the circle and he says... I don't understand why you keep calling me the villainous one. You literally ran off with my husband and kidnapped him. Why, why am I the bad guy here? I don't understand what's happening.
3: I'd like to use my ready to action and attack, Greg.
1: All right, oh, do it. Okay.
3: I also am using reckless attack, meaning that I attack without any thought for myself or others, and I get advantage on my attack roll. All right, do it. Tracy pulls out his great axe, glimmering in the light of of Johnny, and takes a massive swing towards Greg. That's a natural twenty. All right, roll it. Twenty three total damage.
2: Oh,
1: jeez.
3: All right. And I am going
1: for lethal damage. Yeah, I could only imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, you very much level your great axe right into Greg's leg, and it gets pretty deep in there. Uh, and he takes how much damage? 23? 23. 23 points of damage. He's not looking good. In fact, he starts to scream very loudly. Alonzo, actually, at this point, he comes out from behind uh, his target. And he runs over to Greg. And Alonzo kind of throws himself on top of Greg and says, "I No, no, stop. stop! I can't, I can't! And at this point, everyone is just kind of screaming. And a circle, a wide circle, starts to appear around the targets. And the ground below you starts to glow. Softly at first, and then it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. In fact, it's like a spotlight is being lit in a 60-foot radius around you. of you make a wisdom saving throw for me.
0: 14.
2: 16 plus 5. 4.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's almost like you're in rage mode.
1: Everyone except for Johnny drops their weapons. And at this point, you see a figure with... Glowing purple skin, glowing eyes, and big angel wings flap over to you. And uh, the figure says, everybody stop. There's bleeding. Let's all take a second.
2: Before this winged creature tries to disarm Johnny, he uses his core staff to, just like before, turn off the ray switch on Tracy. Yeah, you flick it off. Tracy
3: wakes up and kind of rubs his eyes again, and um, as he's rubbing his eyes, he sees that there's blood on his hands and there's blood on his axe, and he immediately falls to the ground and kind of deactivates. Johnny
2: would know what that winged beast is, right?
1: Yeah, that is an Azimar, An Azimar is a race of people who have been touched by the light of the gods, one of the three, and you realize that this, with its glowing eyes and angel wings, is a protector Azimar. Inara, why don't you make a perception roll for me? That's a nine. Yeah, this figure looks familiar to you. The purple skin is making you think of something. As the figure flaps down to the glowing circle. Greg, even in writhing pain, looks up and screams Maria, I don't need any help. I got it. That's speaker Martinson to you. And I need to talk to all of you right now. Hey, it's Eric. You know when you're moving into a new house or apartment and the last week has been a whirlwind of busy? You're packing, taping, finding boxes, labeling boxes, packing, putting old furniture out on the street, trying to give away that desk that you've had since college. And finally, the day comes and you finally moved all of your stuff from the old place to the new place. And the entire space is just cardboard and suitcases and probably a few trash bags. But you know... For now, it's over, and you sit on a sturdy-looking box and feel accomplished. This is that sturdy box. It's filled with books and a toaster. First things first, I eat your brains, and then I start thanking our new Patreon donors, Carmen, Bridge, and Chandra. You are joining our wonderful community of donors. We share so many extras like bloopers and backstories for our NPCs and you can join our Discord, our chat room for Patreon donors. We've just added a games 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 channel because everyone wants to play Overwatch together. It just warms my heart. Go team. You can get in on all of the fun at patreon.com/join the party pod. We're actually adding something new to the JTP family of stuff. We're adding a medium blog. It fits us better than the small blog. We've written a whole bunch of blog posts because we're big, big nerds, and we want to share it with all of you. We're talking about how to get started playing D&D, how to sound design a podcast, and some of the game mechanics that goes in to join the party. I will reveal the secrets behind Fantasy Chopped, You can check that all out at medium.com slash at the at symbol. Join the party pod. Or we'll be sharing these articles through our social media feeds, so just keep an eye out. I am very excited to tell you that we are still sponsored by Baron Fig. They make these sleek, cool notebooks, pens, and bags to make you and your work look as beautiful as you want to. The notebooks are their flagship product, and we got to take a few of them out for a spin, and let's just say I was very excited. So, I have a map, and I want you to figure out what it is it's a map of. Great. France. That's possible. Is it France that I get on Go 1? No, you. that was not correct. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Now, I spent a lot of work on this, so... Just so you know. Okay. I'm excited. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. Here. Pokeballs. All right. First of all, I'll tell... What, what do you see? Okay,
3: I'm seeing three circles. They're in, like, a column arrangement. Okay. Uh, they're all divided into different amounts. The first one on top is divided into two, and it says one and two. The second one is uh, three, four, five, six, and the third one is seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. They each have a shape in the middle, and... The uh, first one says switch, and it's pointed to the middle bit of the circle. Yeah. It says top. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's the top of something.
1: Okay. Good good
3: one. Yeah. Uh, and then on the upper right corner next to each circle, there's the middle one It says two, and the bottom one says one, and it looks like there's some grass to the left of the bottom one and some, some river to the right of the bottom one. Okay. I'm sticking with
1: Pokeballs. You're thinking this as Pokeballs? Yeah. Do you think I made a map of a Pokemon domicile hidden within the Pokemon universe in which I am now making a and d map? Yes. Okay. That was not what this was at all. I made a lighthouse. Do you oh, see you how that might lighthouse. be a lighthouse? Yeah. You yes. see how that could be a lighthouse? Yes. It's so good. Okay. So I see
3: now. So this is yeah. the, uh, the different floors of the lighthouse.
1: Yes. I see. So then you see the Switch. What would the Switch do for it? The Switch would probably turn on the light. Right, of the lighthouse. Yeah, of the lighthouse. You see, can you read whose lighthouse this is? It says Brando's
3: Lighthouse of Fun. Yeah. And that's either very ominous or very good and happy.
1: Just like most D&D games. Just like most Brandos. Yeah, just all things for Brando. Yeah. You remember that Pokemon game where Ampharos is
3: on top of the lighthouse?
1: I do. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. It now. could be that. So am it was I, a Pokemon lighthouse. Am
3: I a gym leader now? Sure. Yes.
1: All of your, what type of Pokemon are they? Just all Ampharos. Just seven Ampharos. I'm so glad I spent all this time working on this map. (laughs) Good. So, you know, you can use the notebooks, and people will not understand what you're trying to draw. But that's not my fault. Can I I tell you something, though? Sure. It's a beautiful notebook and a beautiful drawing. Yeah. (laughs) Both of those things. Mm -hmm. Good. Look, I even drew you. your brand up. Oh, I'm outside of the lighthouse. I'd lose my keys again. Yeah. This is your lighthouse of fun, but you don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, can you draw me a map to get to my lighthouse? All right. I'm going to get started right now. You can get 10% off your order at baronfig.com with the code join the party through September 15th, 2017. Baron Fig, a tool for thinkers and also map makers. Finally, I have one last ask for you. If you're talking to us on social media or sending us emails or making fan art or just one of the many plays that we get to watch come into our dashboard, we would love it if you gave us a five-star review on iTunes. The dark wizardry that goes into Apple Podcasts is arcane and strange, but we know this helps a lot. If you haven't reviewed us before, go to iTunes or your Apple Podcast app and give us five stars and maybe a nice note. If you've done this already, just take someone else's phone and do it on their phone. All right, don't do it from a stranger. But like if your roommate gets up to take out their Minship Halo top from the freezer and he's like, do it really quick. So just do it really quick. It would be so helpful to us and it gets us right to the top of the charts. Thank you. All right, let's get back to the party. A little while later you were all in a conference room together. You're sitting in just some rolly chairs and the speaker is sitting in front of you.
0: Is this the same room that I saw from the back of the Bumblebee? Yes, it is. And second question, is there like a weird triangular shaped Vodafone like like <laughs> yes. speaker bus in the middle of the table?
1: Yeah, it's weird. The speaker says, all right, um, you're on speakerphone. Just to let you know. Thanks, everyone, for showing up.
0: Do they dial in like four minutes late, and you're just waiting awkwardly with the elevator music playing? Yeah, it's
1: weird. Like a dwarf dials in like four minutes late. It's like, hey,
0: sorry, I'm here <laughs> from Japan. <laughs> like Did weird background anything?
1: noise. <laughs> the shuffling of paper. Shuffling papers. Nice, good. Oh, sorry, I'm not prepared. I, uh... The Azamar, uh, she's sitting quietly just on the other side of the conference room table, and they're right in the middle is a plate of danishes and bagels.
2: We have oh, not had breakfast. My we need breakfast God. so much.
1: So she says, "I know that uh, you all had a rough morning, to say the least. So the least I could do was make sure you got breakfast." Go, go do ahead.
0: What are the flavors of the danishes? Are there locks? Are the bagels toasted? Are they pre-sliced? What's the kind of cream cheese array?
2: To answer the first question,
1: boysenberry, strawberry, and James surprised.
0: Whoa! Are there James flowers in it? Surprise! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's edible flowers. It's elderberry. Nice. It's elder
1: elderflower. Nice. Yeah, and yes, of course there are locks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> come
1: on, jeez, come on.
0: And our grabs seven bagels.
2: <laughs> Johnny takes one of the. James' surprise Danishes and an everything bagel with cream cheese.
3: Tracy's good.
1: Oh, okay, more more leftovers for me. Um.
0: Inara's trying to fit two bagels into her mouth simultaneously, <laughs> so that she can have a second plate before the meeting gets too intense.
1: Oh, um, dear! Please, please chew at least.
0: Inara says, "You know my mom."
1: You're you're right, I'm not I am not your mom. Uh I guess go ahead. Um Thanks a wool. <laughs> fuck. So uh a lot a lot just happened out there, didn't it? Um Greg's fine. We sent him off to the doctors. He can't really walk that well for the next few weeks. Oh no. But uh he'll be he'll be right right as rain and Alonzo's with him right now, so it, it's fine, but those are some moves out there, you three. uh, good job. I haven't seen color spray like that since oh years now, and uh <laughs> that's one that's one mighty swing you got there, my boy.
3: Tracy averts his gaze and um just pretends to like count the number of uh, different
1: kinds of pastries. You seem pretty quick, don't you miss?
0: Inara puts a third and fourth bagel in her mouth and just grins, like, sarcastically, just trying to show as much of the chewed-up bagel in her mouth as she possibly can.
1: Hmm. <laughs> nice. Okay. So you're probably wondering why you're in the uh, royal conference room right now. Um, I, I know a little while ago Maximilian Kiko, he said something about a job, a uh, work, and something taking your time making it worth you being here um and well i'm here to show that do you do you know me do you recognize me
0: and r puts her hand up and says nope
1: you know i let me just tell you um i'm the speaker of the concentric states um when all of the representatives from all the city-states come together in Concentra, when we have our, our, our meeting, um, I keep everyone in order. Uh, we are a long line of asimar who have been touched by the spirit of Devar um, to keep the country together. All city-states belong together in the center, and it is my job to moderate, to make sure everything goes peacefully, and to keep everyone happy. Right now, I don't know if you could tell, things are not happy. You you, you three were at the wedding, weren't you? I saw all of you running around in, in waiter uniforms, and uh, I think y- you ran into a wall at one point, Tracy.
3: I don't recall that!
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, um, things aren't good if time stops if anarchist splinter groups are attacking us during our uh, most sacred holidays, if, um, I guess, if the the prince is running off in the middle of his wedding, things are not good, and they're not just not so good here. It's in all five of the city-states, and we have to do something. Do you know how important that medallion is
2: Uh, nope. It obviously bears much importance. Can can I have it?
1: No, Tracy. Alonzo was picked to have that medallion. That medallion comes from another long, long, long line of Kikos, all the way from the centering. That was worn by Sylvanas Kiko, one of the heroes that we speak of during the centering. And I, no one knew that it had that magical ability until now. Alonzo is our champion. Really?
3: That guy?
2: <sighs> yes, Tracy. That guy. He has a lot of work ahead of him.
0: He seems like super nervous and stuff, like not really listening to reason or like speaking up when his husband is trying to falsely attack us, you know. And our eat right, your fifth bagel.
2: I have some literature about the Undying Light that might make him uh, a little more confident.
1: (laughs) Hmm, cool. I am literally blessed by a different god than you believe in, so let's put that aside, shall we? You can believe in multiple gods. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, Well, you're right. Alonzo is not ready. In fact, he's in danger quite a lot, as we've seen. Um, Did he... uh, He got kidnapped a little bit ago, didn't he? Yeah. Um, He needs help. And that's what I need you three to do. Uh, We're sending the champion on a tour, a a countrywide tour of all of the city-states. He needs to show not only all of the representatives, but all of the people of the concentric states that they are safe, that everything's fine. Um, We believe in the Trinity and the Trinity believes in the center. And that's what he's here to do. He is our champion and he will show everyone that we're safe.
2: I wasn't aware that you knew of all of our exploits. I want to apologize for the misunderstanding that we had with Greg and his guards. I hope that he does recover and I'm Intrigued to hear what you have to say about all this.
1: The speaker kind of folds her hands together and says, um, that's, it's, all right. Uh, Greg, well, let's say there's a reason why Alonzo is the champion. So here's what I need you three to do. You're obviously very capable, very smart, quick, and strong, and I need you to protect Alonzo. He needs protection. And, uh, Frankly, we need someone to protect him. If he's going to travel a long ways away, especially away from his home that he's never been away from, we need a security team or confidants or something in between both. Uh, We need you. So, what do you say?
2: Why us?
1: That's a good question, Tracy. Um, I'll be honest. You're all we have right now. There are many people who are non-affiliated with one of the five uh, city-states. And it's not that we don't trust them. It's that we need someone impartial. And who's more impartial than um, a warlock who believes in something that very few others do, uh, a teenager from the wilderness, and a robot that we have not seen in a very, very long time. The champions are affiliated, they, they belong to their city-states, that's part of the problem. Uh, people care more about their own city-states than they do the concentric-states, the center that we have together, and um, that's why we need you. I- I'm not asking you to do this out of faith, this is still a job, you'll be paid, and quite handsomely at that point. Um, but first, before we can talk anything like that, I need you to say yes. So, are you in?
0: How do we know that we won't be attacked again by the government of Concentra?
1: No one is going to attack you. Well, that, that's of that's untrue. Like 15
0: Um, minutes and and four bagels ago, uh, sort of, sort of just happened.
1: That's, uh, Greg, again, Greg is angry. He thought that his husband was taken away from him, and I would feel the same way. Um, He's rash, he's angry, and uh, he acts impulsively. That is not on behalf of the government of Concentra. That is a scorned husband. Who attacked you? just so happens he is one of the most promising bards bards in the the city-states. That wasn't us, though.
0: Long as we have some identification, some sigils, some badge, you need proof of identity on the road. And if we have something like that, I, you know, if you're going to feed me like this, I think I'm in.
1: Actually, at that point, the speaker kind of reaches into a robe and pulls out three sigils, just as you asked. It's a circle with a triangle inside. Very simple. It's polished silver. They all have little clasps for you to put upon whatever you're wearing.
0: Inara fixes it to the robe that she got from Cole.
1: I'll take that as a yes from Minara.
2: I've traveled a lot throughout this land, and I know of the problems you speak of. It would be an honor to help Alonzo and the concentric states become more unified. I have some concerns that we can talk about later, but with the promise of our safety throughout the lands of the concentric governments, I feel strongly that we would be able to perform in the in-between areas.
1: Johnny, um, I can only give you the word of the literal government of concentra. I cannot speak on behalf of the individual city-states or, in fact, the people who live within there in fact the reason why i need all of you is because it will be dangerous and you will probably be attacked that's why i need you there i cannot
2: promise something that frankly i believe will happen danger is not the issue more i'm interested in whether or not our message of unification and of heroes will be met you think positively or negatively
1: Well, that's up to Alonzo now, isn't it? Uh, Hopefully someone wearing the medallion of the first champion will have some sway among the people. We can only hope now.
2: Johnny grabs the sigil but will not put it on.
1: I'll still take that as a yes. Tracy?
3: Tracy thinks for... A good um twenty seconds or so.
0: And our eats her seventh bagel.
3: <laughs> and Tracy eventually says Speaker, um can you can you come here for a second? And he just like motions her over.
1: Sure, uh the speaker kind of gets up out of her chair and leans over the, the conference table.
3: How do I how do I protect these? How do I protect Nara and Johnny and Alonzo? How does how do I do that?
1: Well, from what I saw before, it seems like you flipped that switch. It seems that's about it, isn't it?
3: I almost I almost killed Greg.
1: Greg's gonna be fine. He has that hair, and he can still wield that arrow. So I think he's going to be fine, just like you are going to be fine, Tracy. I just need you to say yes.
3: Tracy stares dead-eyed into the speaker's eyes for a good three seconds or so and then uh, picks up the sigil from the table and uh, puts it directly next to the owl bear crest on his, on his cape.
1: The speaker claps her hands together and says, Wonderful. We'll get you along soon enough, as soon as you pass the challenge. And out of her robe, she kind of fishes out a spyglass. And the spyglass is silver and it's very shiny and it has something etched on the side. She says, okay, uh, please meet me outside in, and she kind of looks up at the sun, about 36 hours time, uh, two days from now in the morning. You'll have your challenge and you'll need to prepare. So good luck and uh, I'll see you then. And she puts the spyglass down on the table. And she walks out. Tracy flips the tray of
3: croissants <laughs> and,
1: and bagels and storms out
3: of
2: the room.
0: I grab a couple of them on their way down with my dexterous thief fingers.
2: And Johnny grabs the spyglass and uh, begins inspecting it.
1: All right. Etched on the side, kind of winding around in a delicate script, are these two lines of text. I can hit you in the eye, yet I lie beyond your reach. To the lost and traveling soul, my aid you do beseech. Johnny and Inara, why don't you make perception rolls for me? And Inara, why don't you you have advantage?
0: 16 plus
2: 5 for 21. And Nat, 20. it. So, you're welcome. <sighs> that beats me at a 19 plus 7.
0: Nice.
1: All <laughs> right, well, that's good. Here, I'll give it to both of you. <laughs> Johnny, you're looking down at the spyglass, and Inara is picking up the bagels. You see a shadow... Very quickly passes over the window to your right.
0: I straighten up and my hand goes to my dagger at the hip.
1: It's really quick and it's like something dove and then came back up. And Anara, you is recognize that shadow. Is it Stoneface? Yeah, you recognize that shadow as Stoneface. Hell yeah. Oh my God.
0: Hell yeah. It. Hell yeah.
1: And uh, the shadow is now gone. Here's how this is going to go down. You have 36 hours until you have to meet the speaker outside of the castle for the challenge. And uh, in that time, one, you need to figure out what's the deal with the spyglass. And two, you need to prepare for the challenge. Whatever actions you want to do, you'll kind of free reign from the castle. And you guys can figure out whatever you need to do to prepare for the challenge.
2: I think first things first is the three of us need to figure out the spyglass, the hint. And I'm assuming it wants us to look at something. And then from there, you know, I don't know. But let's first get Tracy back in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Tracy.
3: Tracy's in the basically like the waiting room before you go into this conference area. And he's just flipping chairs and like knocking over plants. But then like putting the plants back up and like putting the soil back in there and then knocking more chairs over.
2: Johnny goes out there, places his hand on Tracy's shoulder and says, hey, buddy, how you doing? Not not great! Yeah, today's been rough, huh? She lied! Yeah, it seems that everyone around here is a liar. Yeah! It does seem that way! But you know, this does give us free reign to leave and go wherever we want. And
3: Tracy ponders that and then kind of settles down.
2: You know, today's been especially rough on you, falling out of a window and... That whole chase scene, just, wow. But uh, you're you're doing really well, and uh, I'd love for you to come back in here so we can solve this together. Tracy looks at Johnny
3: with the look of trust that they've kind of developed over the years, and he says,
2: All right, I'll go where you go. Attaboy. Let's go on in there. And we go back into the conference room to meet with Anara, and let's... Uh, Take a closer look at this. Uh,
0: so I've seen things like these before. When we're navigating, when we're going to new campsites, when we're on the road, we use the stars to navigate by and we use spy glasses like this. So travelers look at stars to navigate and I'm thinking that that might be what they're talking about.
2: Hmm, That's interesting. I didn't think of that. I was thinking more of a landmark. Do you think it'll be difficult since we don't know which star specifically you're talking about since it's the middle of the day?
0: Yeah, and I don't know what would happen that's special if we look at the stars with a spyglass. Maybe it's like a lighthouse or or something that's that's physical?
2: Johnny grabs the spyglass and inspects it, thinking back on all of his knowledge on arcana. Uh, arcana roll. That's a 9 plus 4. For
1: a 13? Uh, it's magical, yeah. You can't really identify what school of magic it is, but there's definitely something flowing through it.
2: Is there a specific part of it, because a spyglass is made of different parts, that seems the most magical? Yeah, the eyepiece. Not the front, the eyepiece. Oh, okay. So the part where I put my eye, not the... Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Thank you.
0: I'm gonna do a perception roll, and that is a natural 20, my friends.
1: <sighs> Good lord. All right, Amanda, here's the thing. Like, it's a really nice spyglass.
0: <laughs> That's all you're giving me? Like,
1: it's super pretty. Uh, it's definitely, okay, it's not new. It seems worn, and it definitely has some, like, rough and tumble bumps on it. Like, it's been used a lot before. Been on the road? It's been, yeah. Not not necessarily on the road. Been around? Yeah, it's dented in a few places. Like, it's been dropped and handled quite a bunch. It's not new. It's seen some stuff. That's the most I can tell you.
0: All right.
3: And uh, I want to roll an investigation check on it. Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, jeez.
3: I quit the podcast. What'd you, Brandon, Goodbye. what'd you
1: roll? I rolled it. I crit one. Tracy, man, that that pastry was really delicious. It looks really good.
2: Guys, I think the eyeglass is a pastry! (laughs) Uh,
3: Tracy grabs the spyglass and looks out the window like through the eyepiece. Yeah, you don't see anything. It's totally dark. It's totally dark?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Tracy turns it around and then (laughs) looks through the non-eyepiece. Wait, okay... Are you looking out the window? My eye is closest to the lens and then looking out the window, yes.
1: No, it's still totally dark.
3: Now, if I flip it back over again and look out the eyepiece this time and then point it towards the area where the star blinked out, what do I see? It's totally dark.
2: Okay,
1: actually, that's really interesting. It's totally dark. It's, okay, you don't see anything.
2: This thing's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Huh. Johnny fully extends out the spyglass and attempts to look through it as well to see if it is actually dark. Where are you looking? Johnny starts looking at Tracy and is moving towards into the sky. All right.
1: When you look at Tracy, it's totally dark. And as you point up, you don't see anything, but the light is coming through. Before when Tracy was looking at it, he didn't see anything. Nothing at all. No matter where he looked. When you looked at Tracy in the room and Anara in the room, you didn't see anything. But when you looked up at the sky, you know like when your eyes are closed when you're outside and you see the sun kind of stream through your eyes a little bit? You see that.
2: Tracy, I don't think it's broken, but I do think it's not going to work during the day. I'm seeing a little bit of light, but either it's because of the glass or maybe we're not high enough, but... Maybe there's just too much light out. There's something wrong that I'm not seeing anything, but it is interesting. I almost make out light in the sky.
0: This seems kind of weird. I think that we should look at Alonzo with it when we see him next.
1: Well, he's down in the med bay if you want to go down there.
2: I do not want to talk to Greg.
1: True, fair (laughs) point, fair point. I
0: I know we don't have that much time, but I really want to go and see if Stoneface... I've seen this before. We're full. Don't need his lettuce sandwiches. And I just want to see if he knows what the spy class is or why he didn't come when we called him during the battle.
2: That makes sense to me. Let's go talk to our our good dear pal. All
1: right. You guys walk up the stairs, and you remember the ways that the hallways go, and you are now at Stoneface's Rookery. And you open the door, and all of the bumble that are now in there, they all make eye contact with all three of you.
3: In our waves. I take out my water skin and fill a little dish with water
1: and uh, put it out in front of them. Yeah, two of them hop over and start drinking from their pibiscus. I pet them. And uh, sitting perched at the edge, you see Stoneface's back. And he's just kind of like in his regular gargoyle stance.
2: And Johnny goes up to him and says, Stoneface, it's been a morning. And I reach out to do one of my arcane handshakes with him.
1: Uh, Roll for arcane handshake and I'll give you plus two for proficiency.
2: And that's a thirteen plus two for a fifteen.
1: Yeah, you reproduce the hand jive that you did before.
0: <laughs> nice. Over, over, oh. under. Shoulder, shoulder. Side, side. Over the shoulder, side, side. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he's like, "Hey, it's my friends. What's going on? What's happening? What's the haps? We want to hang out with our favorite gargoyle of the castle. Hey, well, that's I'm the only one here, but I'm going to take that as a compliment anyway.
0: Hey, uh, stone face." <laughs> <laughs> We tried to call you earlier, by which I mean I was in mortal peril and tried to call you and you didn't come. Did you not hear me?
1: No, I, I was floating around. I was flying around.
0: Are you super sure cuz I saw you like 20 minutes ago.
1: I did hear you later though. Uh I'm sorry that I wasn't around. I was just kind of hanging out.
0: It was super nuts. Greg, homicidal this lady, the speaker give us a total quest and things. Uh, it has been a pretty nuts morning. Have you seen anything suspicious?
1: Hey, that all sounds pretty pretty normal to me. I mean they give that quest out every 20 years. Do they really? Uh, yeah I mean um what you you guys didn't know.
0: Has this happened before?
1: Yeah yeah, all the time.
0: What happened in the last one?
1: Uh, they didn't do great? They, f- they did bad what happened when they did bad well uh alright let me, let me tell you what happened Um and I've been around this castle for a while and uh, the concentric states are not you know uh hey they're not so great they haven't been great for a long time now <laughs> whatever uh the speaker right A speaker babe she uh I've seen plenty of speakers come through here I- I'm here as long as the castle is Every 20 years, they try to get a new champion to unite everyone, but they always fail. No, it never leaves Fidopolis, you know. never leaves the castle. It's kind of like a secret. So uh, if they're putting you up to it, hey, maybe my three good time pals might actually be able to do something about it. Which, uh, which, which clue did you get? Uh, did you get um, the golden gear? Uh, did you get uh, the invisible box? Or did you get the spyglass?
2: Well, I am interested in both the gear and the invisible box. The
1: invisible box. Hey, you know, it's uh-huh. a good puzzle. The thing is, you gotta, like, cover it in, like, in some sort of substance, and then it becomes not visible. And,
0: and what, is the, what is the trick to the spyglass, just theoretically?
1: Oh, you got the spyglass, didn't you? Uh,
0: th- no. no. Yes, we did!
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all very bad liars. That's why you're my good time pals.
0: Okay, but seriously, good time pal, what does the spyglass have to do with anything?
1: Uh, I mean, you know, it's a spyglass. What do, you, what do you do with a spyglass?
0: You look at stuff, so what do you look at?
2: Stoneface, I think it may need to be looking up into the sky, but maybe does at night make sense? Yeah, what is there to look at when, uh... What are you going to do, you look at birds? With a magic spyglass? No, if I want to look at birds, I'd look at these beautiful bumbleades. And I pet one of the bumblebees And it twitters. Nice. Alright, it seems like you all are having some
1: problems. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't... All three of you, tonight, you just relax, you get a bottle of mead, and some sandwiches, and you go up to the roof in the courtyard, and you just look around,
2: how's that? You know this actually makes sense, Stoneface, for you, I'm gonna eat one of these sandwiches.
1: All right. He points to like a a shelf, and there are in fact some sandwiches. There are eight sandwiches. Uh huh. What's the least old looking one? Why don't you make an investigation check?
2: Fifteen plus two for a seventeen. There are two of them. Look pretty okay.
1: Roll the d twenty, and I'll do odds and ends.
2: Natural twenty. Now, of course. All right. You realize that both of them are very gross. <laughs> <laughs> These both look really good. I just ate a few danishes and bagels, Stoneface. Do you mind if I take both of them and uh, save them for later? Whoa, whoa, you're going
1: to take two sandwiches? That's crazy. But what if I need them for snacks?
2: (laughs) Okay. You know what? I got you. Johnny grabs one of the two sandwiches, stealthily casts Invisibility on it. And looks like he scarfs it down and, in fact, (laughs) puts it into his robe's pocket.
1: Okay. You now have a gross sandwich. It's now in your inventory.
2: All right. um, Gross sandwich. I'll investigate later the components, but that's a later thing. Cool. All right.
0: Uh, Stoneface, before we go, is there anyone else in the castle that you think we should talk to before going out on our like championship adventuring type stuff? You know, your buddy you want to do really well. Give us a hint, etc. Hmm,
1: that's a good question. Uh, I guess uh, if you want to get a little bit stronger, you know, a little bit faster, go like fast like grease lightning. You could, uh, you could definitely go use some of the courses outside. They have it for horses, and they have it for the, the the champions that come through here every once in a while. You could definitely try to to train down there if you so feel like it.
0: Uh, cool. Thank you. And just before we go, I want to check the windowsill to see that if in the last few hours anyone has added to my feast camp inscription.
1: Okay, you peek your head over, and you have the three symbols that you have there, and the last one was dad, and right next to it, there's actually a fifth one in different handwriting, the symbol for begin. Oh, shit. It is now nighttime. What do you want to do?
2: Johnny leads the group up towards the courtyard where they had spent so much time before lighting plants up, hitting <laughs> unsuspecting sous chefs on the head. Reviving you know,
0: just, them, making friends. Just
2: general good hug times.
0: Costume changes.
2: We had two very good hugs in that courtyard.
0: Yeah, I was there for that.
2: They were. And... Johnny expands the spyglass once again and aims it towards the stars. Okay.
1: Have you ever been at a high school during the summer? You know how it's like oddly quiet, like it shouldn't be quiet, but it is. That's how it feels being up there. You feel like this is a place for people, for parties, and there's no one there. Even though that was like where all of this crazy stuff happened like 24 hours ago you still wish that someone else was there. So it's just you three sitting there. What do y'all look like when you look at the stars?
0: Inara crosses her arms and takes a defensive, powerful stance, legs spread sort of shoulder width apart, looking up as if she was anticipating a fight. But I think her sort of shoulders and neck and face relax despite herself as she looks up at the stars.
3: Tracy actually lays straight down on his back and takes a moment of quiet reflection and meditation, and I think the stars remind him of the fact that he is small in the grand scheme of things.
2: There's no doubt in my mind that Johnny, before he extends out the spyglass and looks up, casts light on a couple of the flowers that he had cast light on before, <laughs> just to make the scene prettier. And then he extends out the spyglass up towards the stars. Johnny, what are you looking at? Johnny aims the spyglass first just above him and then slowly moves it towards the area that he had noticed before just the previous night the star blink out.
1: You point it up at the stars and at first it's still the darkness and you see the light of the stars come through. And as you get closer and closer to the constellation, more light comes through. And now you are focused directly on the constellation. It used to be in the shape of a rough circle with the five stars and one of them blinked out. As you move the spyglass on top of the now broken constellation, the spyglass jumps out of your hand. And it lands on the ground. And it starts to glow. And right down the center, it opens. And you hear a voice clear as day say, Yep, there's a storm coming. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin,
2: Julia Shafini, and Hedy Hunt. The party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party, where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime.
3: Join our community online by following at Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com.
0: If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash pod.
1: We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.